Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Embarrassing Diary. I am so excited for today's episode. I've been looking forward to have this conversation with a special guest. We're having a very deep conversation about true calling, about the fact that we all know what our true calling is. Some of us don't want to really see it for various reasons. And I've been honored to have invited a very unique guest, I must say, to the podcast today. He's a transformational life coach. But the most interesting part is that he has dedicated his life in making other people's missions to find their true calling. I want I want to be honest, this is one of my favorite personal conversations that I've ever had in this podcast so far. And this is the reason why I'm doing this podcast. So I decided not to edit, not to butcher this episode. I decided to leave you some raw material because there are some golden moments of wisdom from my guest today. So with all my heart, I invite you to this conversation with Samuel Smith. Hi, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. <laughs> nice, nice. It's really good to have you here today. I'm really thrilled uh, to have this conversation with you today. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. It's good to be here. So I'm going to start with a line from the author, Stephen Pressfield, who has said that everybody has a calling of some kind, however odd or weird or humble. Okay. I like this line. <laughs> what makes makes it that you like it. I like that essentially it could be odd or weird or humble, the weird part. Like somebody can have a calling of, I don't know, making cookies. Yeah. And maybe they, they think, oh, that's not a true calling, right? It's just cookies. Why should this be a true calling? But if you really think about it, if they're really good at making cookies, that is a true calling. Yeah. And it's not so weird is an opinion, isn't it? Yeah. So what... You know, can you define weird? Can you define normal? Well, there is this normality, quote unquote, that people think like the corporate ladder is the normal one or find having your own business is the normal success. That's what th people think that it's success or the true calling, right? Yeah. But what is actually a true calling? I think your true calling, if it even exists, mm -hmm. comes from within. So you're right that the way we are brought up is all by external um, guidelines. Your mom and dad say, this is how you should behave. Mm. And they may have expectations on you. So you think, okay, I should fulfill these expectations. But these yeah. are all external factors. If you work in your true calling, you don't really work because that's what you like, what you love. And that comes from within. Yeah. And once you achieve that, I think you're on your true calling. So it is true that everybody knows that what is their true calling. That is an interesting way of putting it. Because mm. you might not know it, mm -hmm. but I know you know it. Okay. And I can help you discover mm -hmm. to know what you don't know. There was this um, uh, TEDx speaker. Her name is Laura Berman. I saw her mm -hmm. talk and she said something yeah. interesting. She said that... Um, she always thought that she wanted to become a Broadway actress and she did pursue that, but she didn't become successful. And 10 years later, 
she just realized she had an epiphany that she misinterpreted what she really wanted. What she wanted was to influence people with her opinion, with her, with her research. So she became um, a researcher and a public speaker. And she equally loved that. So she said, I knew kind of what I wanted, but I just didn't know exactly how to pursue it. I misinterpreted. Yeah. So that can happen, right? That can, that can real easily happen because think about it. Her previous belief that she would be a Broadway actress is about external status. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's just how we're being brought up. But once you find out that that external um, achievement doesn't fulfill you, you start looking for fulfillment. Yeah. And I think the fulfill the, the journey to find your fulfillment is actually your true calling. Mm -hmm. You'll never achieve it fully. And it's interesting what you're saying, because I feel like um, uh, growing up, our parents are telling us, for example, if you say, I want to become an artist, an author, they're going to tell you, what are you going <laughs> to do? How are you going to make money? Exactly. <laughs> the first thing, so that's the external one, right? Like, yeah. you can't just leave yeah. by uh, making comedy or whatever. Yeah. But then as a kid, you suppress it. You suppress that light that you have in you. Yep. Maybe they don't even... I don't want to say that like that way. Maybe even your parents sometimes are scared of your light. Maybe they don't want you to, maybe because they didn't pursue Why? it. I think that's right. You know, quite a lot of um, guidelines you get in, in being, uh, while you grow up from your parents are coming from generations before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was pushed to achieve the best I can be because my father was pushed to be the best he can be mm -hmm. because his father was pushed to be the best he could be because three generations before they started um, came to the Netherlands and started repairing shoes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is a very low level job mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but finally they became doctors just by pushing every generation to be the best they can be so yeah I, I, it's true what they what they they don't make the same mistakes as their parents but their blueprint is very similar. Mm. Yeah, but think about it. Um, two generations ago, um, there were big wars going on mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. everybody's still yeah. coming from war. Yeah, You have a very basic need that needs to be fulfilled and you can only fulfill it if you are you know, materially successful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Only when we're in the rich position that we are today you can start thinking about personal richness yeah. instead of material richness. Mm. So yeah, and um, I actually love living right now because mm. I have all this luxury and this abundance in the world. Yeah, me too. That I can, you know, make use of. Yeah, exactly. In the Second World War, you wouldn't think of what is my dream. You Not at think, all. What no. are we going to eat? Cheese and bread, that's it. <laughs> yeah, flower bulbs here in the Netherlands, yeah. <laughs> What is that? Flower, Flower bulbs. Wait, so wait. tulip bulbs. You, you can eat a tulip bulb. The the plant. Yeah. The bulb. Oh really? You can eat it oh, I didn't know about if that. If you have nothing else to eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, coming back to the to the present. Um, how do you know when you have found your true calling? Like, what is happening inside of you or in your body, or how do other people perceive you? I have no clue. <laughs> I really don't know. You know, I think you find your true calling if, if it um, feels effortless, mm -hmm. if it feels joyful. Mm -hmm. um, and actually what I found personally is that 
happiness is a very calm energy. Quite a few of my clients, they, they come to me and they're very eager to make something of their life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And by the time they have found their authentic self, they are so self-assured and so stable that they say, well, it's actually a very calm life. Mm. It's not, you know, massively exciting or very fast or yeah, yeah. I don't have to, you know, achieve a lot of things. I, don't have to I know prove. what I want to, I don't have to prove. Yeah. I want to achieve this, 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 and this. I know what I want to achieve. I have my plan. I know what I can and can't do. No. And um, that makes it really, really nice. It makes it also a little bit uh, relaxing because it's so intense out there to just prove yourself all the time. <laughs> I am this and that. I have these skills. This is my resume that... Uh, your inner calling is more than that, right? True. Very so much true. Yeah. It's it's uh, liberating, essentially, what you're saying. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it very much is. Um, because, um, of course, you still get hurt. But then you know, okay, I'm sad about this or that. And sadness is okay. Mm -hmm. But I get over it. I'll survive. And I walk my path the way I, I, I want find it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a little bit scary. Some people um, recently, they told me for the podcast, oh, it's very brave. It's very, very brave what you're doing. And I feel that a lot of people are scared to do what they want to do. So um, I think I have a quote for you and again. <laughs> Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Jack Canfield has said that. And I like that. I like that. What do you like about it? Um, I like that. We are so close to our dreams, very, very close. And yet there is a fear of what other people will think of me, what uh, my, my circle will think, or what if I fail? What if everybody sees me fail? There's so much fear in there that our inner saboteur is telling us, no, nope, don't even go there. That's sad. Yeah. It's a very sad quote. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it assumes that you are afraid, afraid of life. Mm. Um, and I hope that's not true. I know it is true for a lot of people because otherwise I wouldn't have any clientele. But <laughs> it, it's a yeah, it's a sad position. But what are people afraid of? Well, I can only speak for myself because every person is different. Mm -hmm. um, I was afraid of myself and the potential that I have and what I can be and do and become. Mm -hmm. um, I've been running away from myself for 10 years, literally traveled the world just not to be with me. Um, but now that I have made peace with myself and I know mm -hmm. who I am and what I want and what I don't want. Yeah, you're, you're just a happy guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So essentially the work you're doing with yourself, that is one important thing, right? Like to, yeah, so. If, if we take that quote, everything you want is on the other side of fear, mm -hmm. you have to figure out what you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, when you can act from your authentic self, there's very, you know what you're really afraid of because it's scary, mm -hmm. but you're not afraid to live anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you get what you want. I was listening to a podcast recently, uh, and it was this um, author and entrepreneur, Alex Hormosi was his name, and he said that 
many people, they want to achieve their dream, they want to make their business, they want to do this and that. And then they say, I will do it in a year from now, six, yeah. six <laughs> months from now. And then he said, um, I decided to make quick decisions and make yeah. this decision in an hour. And I love that, you know, because yeah. it, yeah. it calls you for an action now. And then he said that you should make these hard, hard conversations yeah. with some people. Absolutely. Make them yeah. now. And then by the end of the day, you're like, okay, oh, give mate, me more. <laughs> well, I, I challenge them. Is that really a dream then? If you can wait for a year to start your dream, what makes it a dream? Hmm. What, what is it that makes you want to do it, but not now, but in a year? But I insist there is this fear of so what society will tell us. Like, um, a lot of people are afraid, oh, it's too late for me to chase my dreams. I've, I hear that a lot, by the way. Recently, a girl told me, uh, she's my age, 32 years old. I always wanted to also make a podcast, but I'm too, too old for this. Um, that's a very confusing remark for me. Yeah, why? Yeah. Because it doesn't, it's just a number. Mm -hmm. um, Unless you're underage, of course. <laughs> No, then there are legal restrictions, <laughs> but it's still just a number. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've met very wise 12-year-olds, mm. and I've met very immature 63-year-olds. So if a client comes to me and says, I have this dream, but it's too late for me, mm -hmm. we have a whole conversation about time, and then we have a whole conversation about the dream. And usually, by the end of that conversation, the dream has changed and the time has changed. Really? Because they live with this, yeah, I don't want to generalize, but what could be happening, and I've seen a few times, is that people generalize a romantic idea of what they want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. But if you dig down deep, and that's very hard to do by yourself, so it's good to have a conversation with somebody mm -hmm. who can help you question yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, you find out what it is in that romantic image, what is really your desires. Yeah. And then suddenly the time is not next year. The time is not I'm too old. The time is right now. And we build a plan together and I hold you accountable for your plan. Mm -hmm. And that's it's how you do it. Very golden what you're saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, yeah, you know, they see the, the successful part, the outside part of, let's say, I, I said it before, somebody yeah. wrote a book and you see the book. Yeah, okay, but that person Do you know what took? What it took to write a book. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah. um, are you willing to go through that path of painful yeah. um, challenge? Because you have to be there. You have to be long hours. Yeah. You might have to work on your job and do ch uh, chase your dream. Yeah, true. So essentially, maybe the question is like, are you willing to sacrifice some of your free time, some of your comfort zone, yeah. some of your relaxing time for that? And, yeah. and to be heard as well. And to be heard. I brought, um, I was trained uh, for my coaching by uh, um, Dr. Cherie Scott. Mm -hmm. And early in her career, she wrote the 10 rules for the game of life. Mm -hmm. I'd like to share that if you're okay with that. Absolutely, please. Because I, I think they're inspiring and they're mm -hmm. funny. Okay. So the 10 rules for being a human. One, you will receive a body. You will be presented with lessons. There are no mistakes, only lessons. And lessons are repeated until learned. Learning does not end. There is no better than here. Others are only mirrors of you. And what you make of your life is up to you. All the answers lie inside of you. 
and you will forget all of this at birth. Wow. <laughs> Which one is the that one again? If life is a game, these are the rules. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I do play by those rules, you know? Yeah. So you don't make mistakes. You learn something, which makes a nice bridge to self-love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because you can only live like that if you love yourself. If you're yeah. constantly hammering on yourself, oh, you're stupid, you didn't do this, you didn't achieve that, you are too old to achieve your dreams, mm. how can you be a happy person? Yeah, yeah. If you turn it around and say, okay, this is who I am, this is what I want to achieve, I've never done this before, I'm 50 years old, I want to learn to play the trumpet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. After two years, I can play uh, Frere Jaco. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I can play a few tunes. Yeah. I'm a happy guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love that. I like what you're saying because um, essentially, I think, I feel like we're talking about also the inner saboteur. Yep. Who is do. always omnipresent. Omnipresent. <laughs> omnipresent. And uh, if you also have someone from your uh, inner circle, uh, either family or friends that they tell you, ah, that's not so good. Ah, you didn't play the, ah, for example, you're not so good at yeah. a trumpet. Yeah. You 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 just need enough to just uh, feed that inner saboteur and say, yeah, they're right. I I, I suck at it, but th then yeah. you haven't even tried. I play a false G, so mm -hmm. one of my notes that I play is mm -hmm. false. Yeah, it's just a tiny bit too low. I know. You don't have to tell me. I know. Yeah, it's a lesson I have to learn to make it a good note. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, and that saboteur comes from your upbringing. Um, I, I really believe that the mm. way you are um, judged at school, in the school system, the way you're judged by friends, the way you're reprimanded by your parents. Yeah. So you're very good at reprimanding yourself. What does it, what does it, does it mean exactly? Um, being harsh with yourself and mm. telling yourself that you are not good enough. Mm, so we're very good, all, all of us, to put ourselves yeah. down. Okay. Yeah, we are. Makes sense. Um, because that's what we know from, you know, growing up. Mm. Now, there's another part of you that is much more powerful, but because you haven't exercised it in your first 20 years, you need to build it up growing up. Mm. And I call it your sage part. Sage part. Sage. Mm -hmm. So I have a sage in me, I have a saboteur, and I have a, a number of saboteurs. Oh, you have My a biggest lot. one okay. is judge. <laughs> the judge. Yeah. No, but your sage, you can build it. And it starts with being empathetic to yourself and to the world around you. Mm -hmm. And then be curious because your curiosity will help you see solutions that you haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you need to build up that you pick a solution and you take action and you hold yourself accountable. That's something you can build up through mm. exercises and constant repetition. It's, you know, you learn a lesson until... You've you, learned it. You've learned it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, learning doesn't stop. Yeah, and you're breaking those um, uh, predetermined truths about yourself from your family. You, bre you break them. You yeah, you them. break them. And what you, so <clears throat> whatever, if you want to um, do um, um, uh, self-development, if you want to grow as a mm -hmm. person, the first thing you you will learn to do is identify your own behavior mm -hmm. and then identify what is helping me and what is not helping me. 
-hmm. So you can do more of the helping and less of the not helping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you get frustrated. Why? Was it a genuine frustration because somebody stepped over your boundaries? Or was it a not so genuine frustration because you just wanted to be frustrated? Mm -hmm. Second thing doesn't help you. Your boundaries being overstepped does help yeah. you learn to communicate your boundaries. Yeah. I, I like what you're saying. And especially on the part when you're saying about giving, essentially you're talking about self-reflection and giving yeah. feedback to yourself. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I was like this. I was like, ah, ah you suck. <laughs> ah, ah. And lately I find myself to say, Zoe, this was not good. Can you change it? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I am kind to myself. Good. <laughs> I love it. And, and it's actually good because I'm like, okay, we're still fixing mistakes. Yeah. But we're not like to that zone of hell where we don't want to even go there and don't want to reflect at all. We're still in the zone like... I'm thinking myself sometimes lately, ah, we are a foundation, okay? Yeah. So we're going to talk <laughs> From about... From here we can only get better. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Good. And when... Um, I, I can say an example. Uh, I I like to do stand-up comedy so much. And yeah. I always try to self-reflect and see, okay, this joke was not good. They didn't laugh. Or this joke was not... I need to fix it better. And I'm trying to be kind of myself because if I get too harsh, I will not make any jokes at all. I will never go on stage. <laughs> And I had someone from my close environment saying, oh, this joke sucked or this joke sucked. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so harsh right now. And I was like thinking, I, my inner self said, it's okay. Let let that person have their saboteur. You have your saboteur. <laughs> but we're fine. We're absolutely fine. We're not going to let somebody come close to us right now. Yeah. Because we're still fixing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I went to tryouts and, uh, and the comedian, he uh, made a joke and nobody laughed. So he literally said, okay, so this joke doesn't work. I need to take it out. <laughs> it was so cool. Right. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. Just nice to himself, nice to the audience. And you yeah, know. people think that, well, uh, when you have a comedian in front of you, people say, entertain me right now, entertain me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just make jokes all the time. Some jokes will go flat. And yeah. Uh, especially with new comedians, um, uh, like you, you have to try, you have to trial and error, trial and error. But even big ones like Rick Gervais, I listened to uh, one of yeah. his uh, specials recently. He said, oh my God, that joke is shit. It's going <laughs> to be edited out. <laughs> and again, this is going back to the mistakes that we're, yeah, we're talking about. It's a lesson you need to learn until yeah. you've learned it. And then you have to learn a new lesson. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to build a bridge here with another quote. It's the date of day of quoting. Quote it's cool. Today. I like him. Um, the, you know my question that's coming, right? And what do you think about that? <laughs> what do you like about it? <laughs> so the quote comes from a very uh, famous person, Nelson Mandela, who said, the brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Ah, it, it um, reminds me. Of, um, oh, I forgot her name, but she's famous. <clears throat> the one that's courageous is the one standing in the arena. Mm. Yeah. You know, so why did you pick this quote? What is it? Um, because um, bravery, it's, I feel it, it's a component to finding your true calling and connecting with what we said earlier. I think indeed that most of us know it's just, uh, you just need the bravery to go and pick it up or be honest to yourself. 
And a lot of people, they're not so brave, I feel. So what I found is that the driver is not bravery. Mm -hmm. The driver is being unhappy with your the life that you live, with mm. the person that you are, or the desire to grow and to develop. And then when you do, and you start talking about, you know, personal stuff, and you start talking about your journey, and then other people call you brave. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But your driver is not bravery. Mm, I agree. I That's agree. what I find. I agree. That's why when you hear someone, like they went through an accident or something really transformative. Yeah. And then you, they're like, okay, I changed, they changed their perspective. Yeah. And they, they become whoever they always wanted to be. Yeah. It's, I, I think. And it wasn't brave that they go, went through the transformation. They just had to do it. Yeah, they, they had they to. They couldn't do anything else. They yeah. had to. Yeah. And then other people call them brave. Yeah. But I would love to see more people like, um, not, we don't always need that transformative thing to happen. Like that car accident or God forbid, no, the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can be very can simple. Be simple, yeah, yeah. I had a client who was 72 years old and she was the sweetest. Mm -hmm. She um, had a difficult relationship with food. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, for 20, 30 years, she recovered from anorexia. Mm -hmm. But then <clears throat> she said, I have this new friend. And he just loves cooking. Mm -hmm. He enjoys eating. <laughs> he just has fun. Mm. And I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. Can you help me? And of course, I could help her. And at the end of uh, just one session, you know, she, for her, it was transformational. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For you and I, in our, this conversation, it's not a really big thing. She just wanted to enjoy cooking and eating with her friend. Mm, yeah. um, and had trouble doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're right. You don't have to. Transformation is not um, earth shattering. Yeah. It can be in the little things. Yeah. So you see a lot of people um, write that they want to change their life. What do you think? Well, my question would be, um, aren't you scared sometimes that maybe you can't help someone? really transform the life like are, are you afraid sometimes that maybe they don't want it actually as much or they're not so um i'm triggering on the word afraid no uh, i'm not afraid no you're not afraid <laughs> i'm okay. not afraid okay. but you are right some people cannot be helped mm -hmm. you know they say they want to mm. be helped but if they have no um power to change or to do self-reflection mm -hmm. um if they Instead of being helped, they just want somebody to listen. Mm, okay. And be who they are. Then, um, of course, I'll listen to you, but it ends the coaching mm -hmm. because there's nothing to be coached. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not afraid to have these people come to me and say, hey, can you help me? Yeah, maybe they And then tell them, no, I can't because what you need is something else than what I have yeah. to offer. Yeah. Uh, is there something you're you're afraid of? And we can, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We can edit that part later. <laughs> <I> don't <mind. laughs> no, don't worry. Still today, and I've had that all my life. Yeah. You know, there's these. Um, um, it, uh, yeah, I only know the Dutch word. It's a langpootmug. So it is a insect, which has a small <laughs> body and very long legs, and it flies. 
It flies. And it flies. It's, it's like a, mos- a really big mosquito, but it doesn't bite. It's, oh very, it's absolutely harmless. I am scared shitless about it. I let my wife take care of it because uh, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds terrifying, to be honest. It is terrifying to me. Um, the other thing that I really don't want is uh, being locked up. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not claustrophobic, but if the door is closed and I don't have the key, I... Um, you can have a panic attack. Yeah. Um, I become violent, yeah. <laughs> violent. And break down the door. No, so, yeah. What I will not do is bungee jump, not because I'm afraid, but I do not trust the people that are managing the rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of that too, now that I have a yeah. kid. I would love to jump out of an airplane one day. With someone on top. Yeah, first to teach me and then by myself. Oh, really? Wow, oh, you're yeah. really brave. <laughs> Talking of bravery. Yeah, I love to do that. Yeah. Um, what if the parachute I... cannot open? What do you think on those last minutes? Shit. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. This do you is think it. that it's painful? Yeah. Like, I'm not joking. To hit the ground? Yeah. From that height? Yeah. Do you think that maybe you're so shocked you don't even feel anything or uh, i don't know yeah <laughs> i don't know um there was a time in my life when i thought about um would it kill me if i jump off this building mm-hmm. and um, i decided that the building wasn't high enough so i didn't do it but then i know of people who jump off buildings and they do not survive but what is behind that uh that that frustration of wanting to do that. I cannot speak for other people. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, for me, it was really um, uh, realizing that I had not lived up to the expectations that I put on myself, mm-hmm. that I was um, just a failure that nobody needed, um, despite having a lot of people that loved me and, mm-hmm. and um, wanted me to be alive. But I didn't see that. Mm. Um, so the first thing that I need, and I, I really need a therapy for that, is learn to love myself. Mm. Um, there's one one quote from my therapist that, that really struck a chord because I was complaining. I finally, I was uh, I got rid of uh, my judge that told me that I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, the judge. Um, so yeah. I, <laughs> I finally found that it was worth life was worth living, but I said it's such a hassle, life. Really, why do we do this? The, the judge or the therapist? No, no, no. I I said, it said to it. my therapist. Okay, okay, okay. I said okay. To, so, I was finally rid. I got rid of my judge. I felt I was good enough to live, but then I said to my therapist, "Why do we live? It's such a hassle living." Mm-hmm. What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. And he said very dryly, it's the hassle that makes life worth living. Just enjoy it. Yeah. All the stuff you have to go through to get out of your bed and move to your work and get some food in. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's where the fun is. Yeah, yeah, it's when you go through that moment of such you know, um, desperation, because it's quite an intense moment. Yep. I find that always it's it's essential to go back to the basics uh, of you wake up in the morning and you have to fix your bed. 
Like yeah. as simple as it sounds, because I feel like we we're putting the bar so high. Yeah, but uh, sorry to stop you there. Mm. Why do you have to fix your bed? Because when you fix your bed, you kind of like fix also your mind. That's it's true like, for you. For me, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's not true for everybody. Yeah, you don't think that um, in the morning it's it's not the bed. It's the bed is an allegory of what you want to do to have everything clear, like a clear palette of. Well, so I I know, I know people that do not shower in the morning. <laughs> and okay. they're fine. No, I'm not. I I I'm can't saying... I can't start my day without a shower. Yeah, I yeah. know people that are they have to make their bed mm -hmm. to be organized and mm -hmm. clear their mind and start the day. Mm -hmm. And I know people who say make my bed. Why? I you know tonight I'm getting in again and it's getting crumpled. So That's why? my husband, by the way. If he's listening, then I should fix the bed. <laughs> so why? So figure out what is good for you and live by, by those yeah. Um, standards. Yeah. What I'm trying to say behind this is like, um, if I wake up and everything is like in, in the night, uh, everything is, so everything is like in a hypnotic condition. And during the day, I want things to be done and to... To, to get done and to go to a zone of creativity and production. And if I have my, my bed non-tight, and I'm not saying that I tidy up uh, every day, <laughs> yeah? but when I do, I know that that's some serious business. <laughs> 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 yeah. So we know you when your bed is made, we know you're going to be creative. Yes, I'm going to make an episode for the both. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually the same. But yeah. I know people that are different. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't have to yeah. be the bit. As I said, it could be your coffee in the morning. Like it could be uh, five minutes of uh, uh, writing in your diary. And these are yeah. cheesy ones, but maybe it could be something you like. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, going outside in your balcony and just smell the, the fresh air. True. And we don't do that, even that. I find myself sometimes I wake up in the morning and I scroll and, and I say to myself. Scroll is on your phone? Scroll, scroll on my phone, yeah. And I find myself saying, oh my God, this is not what I should allow to, to wake me up. It should be being five minutes in the cold air in the balcony or a coffee or my son rather than, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you see me getting curious. Yeah, you're getting curious. Because, yeah, I'm getting yeah. curious about the should. So we, should, who, who made that rule for you? Who? I should not wake up scrolling through my phone. I should go out, and smell the fresh air. Who made that rule for Look, you? Look, I feel like so. Okay, let's let's let, okay. Let's Why? connect the brief here. We are the, the different generation, and my generation is hooked up with their phones. Like That's okay. We, we are obsessed, and it's getting to a point yeah. that I feel is not healthy. And the first thing that uh, I do in the morning, my alarm goes off, uh, goes on, off, whatever, yeah. and I just check my phone immediately. And I'm saying to myself at the moment, oh, if I scroll through Instagram or Facebook, it will help me wake up. And I find it unhealthy. Okay. For my brain. So what do you want? To wake up and go to the balcony and just be there for five minutes. And what keeps you from doing that? The cold. <laughs> it's really cold so outside. So how could you deal with the cold? I should have a blanket. I'm not joking right now. That's a good idea. I should have a blanket next to my chair and just or a cup or something and just go and just see see the cup first thing in the morning and go out. And do you have all that, that available or do you need to go to the store and buy something? I have everything available. So what's keeping you from going to the that's balcony? A, that's a good one. I'll do it tomorrow. No, thank you for that. I will do it. Yeah. Can I help you with making that happen? Sure. You can be in the morning <laughs> in my house. <laughs> Tell me. No. How can I help you?
I think that you're you're pointing it out very very interestingly. Like you're asking me a very valid question: why I have never done it? And the I, I, the answer here is probably because I'm probably um, addicted to social media. There's a point that uh, it's addicted. Or your want is not what you want. You want to watch social media. Yeah, but that's it. I know it. Sh- I shouldn't say that's not right, but it isn't right to, to let like ah, it consumes us so much all the time. I want I want in the morning to just not let my phone control me. I want to control. So what's keeping you from doing what you want? Um, I think it's laziness. I think it's just laziness at that moment. Are you okay with laziness? Lately, no. Okay. I'm trying to take it out of my life. <clears throat> and, w- and what else can you do to not look at your phone but go to the balcony? Put another alarm, like another oh, interesting, like yeah. a digital, like a. Like an old school alarm, you know. Oh, your phone is your alarm. Yes, yes, okay. yes. So if you replace it, you don't have your phone next to your yes. bed. I see. So that is a yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. Maybe Sounds like a, a plan. Yeah, maybe also remove completely the phone from some point of of the day because yeah. it's getting too much. Okay. And I recognize that. I I don't like it. Okay. I think you have. I a think plan. we have a plan here. I think yeah. You have a plan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Send me your uh, the bill later. <laughs> Because you did some work in here. My husband will yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> I'm good with a cup yeah. of coffee. Yeah. You know what he did? He he. We we were discussing this the other day. He said that he realized that he's really getting hooked on his phone. So he bought an older phone um, and he made it black and white. He noticed that when there is color colors on your phone, they're very attractive. Oh, right. And he uh, deleted all the apps because yeah. social media apps are very addictive. He still has his laptop. So if he wants to go somewhere to check something, he can still do it through the laptop. Yeah. And um, he has blocked specific websites from his browser. Yeah. So he doesn't scroll all the time. So he has his phone still, but only to communicate, to do the basic needs. Yeah. He feels, and I agree with him, that lately our phones are controlling our lives way too much. You know how I learned to um, get rid of that? Because I had the same thing. Mm -hmm. I went on a retreat and left my phone with um, at home. Mm -hmm. I didn't bring my phone. I didn't watch television. I did a detox from um, digital media. How how many days? Uh, Just five days. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> Without a phone. <laughs> Just five days. How did it feel? Did you feel at the beginning? Really weird. Yeah? Did you really feel- weird. Yeah. It's really scary to drive away from your home not having your phone with you. Yeah. Because you think, oh, what, what, what if something happens on the way? I can't yeah. call anybody. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that is, yeah. That was just scary. Did you feel like you wanted but, uh, to check your phone at some point? Yeah, yeah, the first day, absolutely. Constantly you feel, where's my phone? Oh, yeah, I left it at home. Oh, and then when the, the so we had a program. When the program was over, mm-hmm. you're by yourself in your room. You think, okay, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to check my phone. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Like we're not used to being bored no. anymore. Yeah. As a kid, I remember we were bored. Yeah. And that was a thing. <laughs> and, and it's good to be bored, cause especially... Sometimes, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it, it's getting lately to the point of they need your attention constantly. Yeah. Like social media is like uh, yeah. grabbing your attention, grabbing your attention. And I feel like also the attention span gets lower. Yeah. 
They do. Yeah, they do. They do. Did, did you feel during that retreat, uh, when I go back, how many messages will I have? Did you think of that? Um, no, by the time I went out of the retreat, mm. I actually didn't care. You didn't care towards you. Yeah. Yeah. And I did know um, I want to reach out to um, this person and that person and that person and that person to tell them yeah. about me and check up with them. Nice, nice. And it's interesting. I think it's very crucial to include in today's conversation because we're talking about finding your true calling, yeah. finding your purpose in life, etc. And I think that indeed our phones are taking a lot of our time from figuring that out. True, true. So it, it's a good bridge. I'm sorry to say this on uh, the podcast, but I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay? Yeah, we'll be right back. What's a relief. Thank you for letting me go to the bathroom. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad you really liberated. I am. <laughs> uh, how to bridge it? I think um, I can bridge it with a line, another okay. quote. I, the day I love of quotes. It. Yeah. It's from uh, the book, uh, The Power of Now. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. Have you heard of it? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's by Eckhart Tolle. And he says, uh, you are here to enable the divine purpose of the universe to unfold. That is how important you are. Str okay. Strong, huh? A lot of, a lot of state. <laughs> A lot of intention here. A lot of intention, yeah. What mm. do you like about it? Um, I like the fact that he talks about uh, intention and enlightenment, and he talks about living something, giving something back to the world. Okay, yeah. I feel like uh, we get a lot of consumed with uh, what our resume looks like, and we forget about the fact that we all are here, and we can give something back to the world. As yeah. It can be a small thing. It can be a big thing. It doesn't have to actually be a wow thing, but it could be a beautiful thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's a very um, complex way of saying we're all connected mm -hmm. and the driving energy is love. Mm. Um, and you can say, yeah, that's the divine purpose of the universe unfolding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many crazy words, right? Divine. Divine. It's a crazy word. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, I but can... his start is you're here to enable. Yeah. As if somebody put you here with an assignment. Yeah. And I'm not sure that somebody gave people an assignment. I think what he's trying to say is not necessarily the um, from the perspective of God or the universe or all of that. I think he what he's trying to say is that when you have found your true calling, um, it's almost like it's using you as a mediator, like your body's a mediator yeah. and an external force tells you to write that book, to make that art, to make that yeah. cookie. Yeah, true. <laughs> you don't mask. know where it's coming from, but it's coming from somewhere. True. And what I believe is that you then in in tune with the uh, frequency of, of life. Mm. You're just, you know, you're not fighting it. You're just in tune with it and you're... Yeah. Just enjoying it and using it. Yeah. And yeah, I do believe that you, you know, thoughts, you do not generate them just by yourself. You, they come to you. Yeah. And nobody knows from where. Yeah. Yeah. My therapist said that we're not our own thoughts. They just come and go and you just yeah. choose which one to keep and which one not. 
Yeah. That's a good way. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to choose the good ones to stay and just to... What makes it hard? It's what you said at the beginning. We're so trained uh, the first oh, yeah. years of our life to yeah. keep the... Um, one yeah, to side be judgmental it, to be judgmental or yeah, yeah parent like the protectiveness yeah. that comes yeah. from our families and then it's so hard to train the other part to let also the good ones stay not just pass stay like Ooh, yeah. you're a good thought stay stay here <laughs> yeah i had a conversation the other day with uh, uh, a friend and um she had trouble understanding when she was judging herself mm -hmm. and when she was loving herself mm -hmm. okay and um <clears throat> so we we had that conversation and she said okay but how am i hard to myself i'm not i love myself so well just now here in the kitchen you said i'm 52 and i'm so stupid that i didn't know this before mm -hmm. so that's a judgment on yourself i said but so why don't you recognize it as um um what or yeah what do you think about that oh yeah yeah i see that's a judgment see but then i'm loving myself when i say i should not drink alcohol mm -hmm. i said well why don't you drink alcohol because it's bad for me okay it's not okay she said so well, what does not okay look like mm-hmm and then she describes what no okay looks like. Say, okay, but what do you want? And then she could formulate exactly what she wanted her life to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. I say, okay, now if you take that and you don't look at the judgments, but you look at what you want your life to be, mm -hmm. that's an act of self-love to make it happen. Mm. It's yeah. not an act of self-love to not drink alcohol. That's a judgment. Mm -hmm. But making your life what you want it to be make it your true calling yeah that's self-love so essentially also you're talking about the superficial sometimes we say alcohol but it's not the alcohol essentially what's happening here like you're confining other truths truths that are behind like maybe she revealed to you many many other things i know she's an alcoholic who ah, stopped drinking okay. alcohol okay 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 got it, okay, <laughs> yeah. got it. so, so uh, mm -hmm. in um i i understand your um uh, in in some conversations yeah Mm -hmm. People projected on material things, mm -hmm. but there's a whole world of emotions behind it. Yeah. And um, like you say, you unravel the emotions and you help people understand themselves. Mm -hmm. um, some people you, it'll help to say to to be okay with themselves. Yeah. You know, so if I want to be happy, I can never be sad. No, of course you can be sad because there are sad things in life. Yeah. But yeah. be sad about the right things. Yeah. You know, and, and check that your sad feeling is in line with what's happening. Yeah, you can't be all, all the time happy. Doesn't doesn't happen. I think it, um, <laughs> it doesn't happen. No, happiness, um, I think, um, again, you the way you separated it, it was nice. Until the age of 20, it's different how you define happiness. And after... Yeah. After that, it's different. I feel like after after your 20s, happiness are really, indeed, you recognize that there are moments. And they're very elusive. They can be just yeah. five, ten seconds. Oh, having this podcast yeah. conversation with you. Yeah. Thank that's you. just fun. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That yeah. makes me happy. I, I just was, the other day, I just, um, I just looked at my son and my husband, and they were just playing. 
and it was just a second, a split second, and I just yeah. passed by. And something like really, yeah. ho- my hormone, I felt it. I was like, Phew. I was like, yeah. it just lasted nine seconds. Nice, huh? Yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, it is gone. Like, I have to cook now. <laughs> yeah. But, it was but beautiful. you can create it. Yeah, yeah, right? it's beautiful. Yeah. So when you start cooking then, and you take this tomato that you're going to cut, yeah. just smell it. Mm. Look at it, that bright color. Yeah. But you know, we have to wait. You, I, I found myself saying, I, I will go to my holidays to smell the good tomato because this is when I will feel, you know, a lot of people say, this is when I will feel happy, when I will do that, when I will go on vacations, when I will pursue the dream. Why we, would you do that? Exactly. Why would you do that? Why don't we do that now? Like, why don't we smell the tomato now? So what's, yeah, what's wrong with this tomato? Well, it's in the Netherlands, so, <laughs> so tomatoes in the Netherlands don't smell that good. They smell different. <laughs> they don't smell. <laughs> <laughs> they don't smell at all. No, they do smell a little bit. I hope so. I hope so too. No. Otherwise, buy a different tomato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a tomato was not a good analogy. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I get your point. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like so, it all comes together. Like being in alignment with the presence, yeah. not having to prove to anyone, uh, not having to compete with anyone, really being uh, in a wave. Um, align with that wave uh, circulation around yeah. you and uh, being your authentic and self. Being your authentic self and following your path. Yeah. And your path is not always clear mm-hmm. and you may not where it ends, mm-hmm. but you know the next step. Yeah. And if somebody's listening right now and maybe they're thinking about it um, as a coach, what would you say to them like as an advice? First, slow down so you can listen to yourself and to the world around you. And then the next thing is find somebody to have a conversation with mm-hmm. and ask that person to help you answer the questions within you. Or better, help ask that person to ask the questions within you so you can find the answers within you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first step is slow down make moments of reflection mm. <clears throat> and there are many many tools to do that yeah and for some people it, it helps to meditate for some people it helps to journal for some people it helps to just sit in outside in the forest mm-hmm. um, find your own way yeah, yeah. Uh, and just try it out until you found it nice Thank you so much for today's conversation. It was well, really a pleasure. It is. It Thank is. you. Thank you so much. And, yeah, uh, likewise. I hope you will. we will see you again in the future in the podcast. I would love that. And I hope our listeners will really like our conversation today. Thank you so much. Whether this discussion made you inspired or not, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to be a guest or you want to suggest a topic to discuss next, send us an email and a member from our team will come back to you shortly and arrest you. We also have an Instagram account where you can see all the latest updates of the show and spicy backstage footage. If you like this episode, please give it a good rating. It would mean the whole world to me. Thank you so much and see you next time.